if you have your bible or your electronic bible lift it up put it up towards heaven and we say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will speak to us lord when i open my mouth i pray that it will be your words lord i don't want to talk junk father my words will be filled with your words son. thank you papa amen amen this week and next week we're going to have a two weeks teaching on how to be fruitful one of the things that god put in my heart is to talk this morning a deeper roots greater fruits say this after me deeper roots greater fruits and christian life is a life of fruitfulness if christian life is not a life of fruitfulness we just become part of the furniture we just live a mundane stuff we will be doing and then we'll just pass away and many times the reason why there is no such greater multiplication in the body of christ is because many times we as christians stop bearing fruits and i want to challenge us this morning we're going to take a fresh look at the word and we won't be able to do it just this week so we're going to roll over to the next week and see how it's going to be by the way we record all the sermons and we put it on itunes also so if you need to listen again or you pass this to someone you can go into itunes just type papa's house charles victor or charles daniel i don't know it says papa's house you can find it or you, we are also on soundcloud you can even find us on soundcloud you can uh, you can get to know that so the reason why we are uh, uh, trying to be persistent in terms of like this uh, one of the desire god put in my heart is is not just two hours you do something shout you just get out and you tick the religious box i have gone to church no i believe there is something concrete we can learn and then we put it in practice and that can continue throughout the week we can chew something meditate upon okay deeper roots greater fruit the passage we're going to meditate for this week and the following week is from john 15 and john actually is one of the four gospels but three of those gospels the synoptic gospels matthew luke and mark doesn't have this kind of writing john that's why he calls the one who jesus loved and it's so funny but no rest of the gospels never mention that he is the only guy kind of like hey i don't know about you guys but me i'm daddy's favorite and maybe between your siblings you might have that thought like i don't know about you daddy likes you or not but you know what my christmas gift is better than your christmas gift yours by the way it sucks hello anyway so this is the attitude of john john is kind of like peter you can declare christ is the messiah jesus loves me more this kind of attitude made him to write beautiful things and this is one of the thing i believe it's inspiration of the holy spirit he writes i'm going to read from message version so it's going to be up in the screen john 15 from verses 1 to 8 so we're going to just dig into this eight verses for this week and for the next week so john 15 verses 1 to 8 it says i am the real wine and my father is the farmer he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes and every branch that is grape bearing he prunes back so it will bear even more you are already pruned back by the message i have spoken live in me verse 4 make your home in me just as i do in you in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself but only by being joined to the vine you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me everybody say joined with me 
verse 5 I am the vine you are the branches when you are joined with me I am with you the relation intimate and organic the harvest is sure to be abundant separated you can't produce a thing anyone who separates from me is a dead wood gathered up and thrown on the bonfire but if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are home in you you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and be acted upon this is how my father knows this is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes when you mature as my disciples and then it goes on and on and on and says greater love than no man has a friend laying down his life and it just continues and then 16 17 18 19 this chapters are packed with hectic amazing stuff i don't know about you sometimes i can dwell on one chapter for days in john anybody felt like that you just you can't move to the next verse it's just like ah there's so much meat in it that's kind of stuff john writes how he writes this that's why we're going to look at it so we don't have luxury to sit for 4 hours and listen to a lecture or teaching we wanted to make sure it's on time but at the same time we want it's not about dumping information it's about imparting if you are taking notes take notes if you are not taking notes take notes these are the three things every person goes through in their life the first one there is a universal desire for everyone to be fruitful that is a desire maybe they don't talk the word fruitful maybe they don't use the word fruitful maybe they talk productive to be productive if you are in the secular world they talk about are you being productive in germany by the age of 35 if you are not learning a new skill you are already fired from a job they say if you arrive 35 years your brain stops learning or adapting to new things so they always suck fresh brains and india is known for brain drain culture hello most of them would love to go outside india and it's almost like the best of the best leaves it but that's going to change one day amen I mean there's only one amen I'm going to say it again the best of this best is going to stay in India amen. amen so it's not the case right now but we're going to see in the eyes of faith and we talk about so there is a great desire for everyone hindu christian non christian atheist whatever there is everyone is designed in such a way to be productive to be fruitful there is a three basic level you might know this i'll just try to put it in words that make sense for you first one is a survival level is a level where we want make sure there is bread on the table there is roof on the head there is mattress to sleep on there is clothes to wear this is the survival level everyone longs for that survival level this is what people say i work because i can pay my bills i work because i can feed my family i work because i can take care of my needs everyone goes through this am i right kapish yes. wonderful this is the first level the second level is what belonging level this is a little bit more little bit intense this is more like hey now i want to be not just surviving i want to be connected to somewhere that's why you would like to be part of a group you like to be part of a clan you want to define yourself you want to wear certain way that people can identify with you and say oh you look like my your style looks like my style hello anybody goes through that everyone goes through that this is a level of belonging level i would love to connect and this is where even peer pressure happens just because to belong what we do we like to do even 
to a certain extent we like to even do stupid stuff hello you look very holy to me maybe you didn't do that i'm talking about my own example okay so we love to belong somewhere so we love to be part of something so that people can appreciate us and approve us but the third most level is the level called to live a significant life this is a level where people are like man yes i love the fact i can meet my needs pay my bills put bread on the table i can still have friends that i can call them i belong to them but i'm still there is a vacuum inside hello there's still like a deep sensation i want to do something it's much more than just monday to friday job and living on the weekends no it's something more that's the significant level that's the level that says my life is more than my work my life is more than my 9 to 5 job my life is more than just paying my mortgage my life is more than just getting married my life is more than just going to church on sunday hello and if you have never gone the first two levels you will never feel the third level but when you have attained these two levels you will feel dry or even unsatisfied with your life that you wanted to do something this is the significant level this is what jesus was talking to be fruitful so i wrote down a statement here and i think it will going to be helpful this is the sentence write it down if you're taking notes you get close to god as you choose to be this is your choice you choose how close you want to be with god and many times i hope i hear my heart right many times we want external force to kind of affirm our feelings so that we can say god is here with us but let me tell you feelings are wonderful servants but they are terrible masters they can serve you well they are so good in serving you but if you don't master your feelings the feelings will actually ruin you hello how many of you when you grew up you had your first crush on the girl in high school or a boy yeah yes i mean and you thought this is the one i mean thank god man i didn't do that exactly imagine i would have end up with that person messed up life and we all have that thing like the feelings tells you and the movies all encourages you based on feelings and if she turns at the end of the corner of the road if she turns back and looks confirmation <laughs> hello and we know that it's not confirmation we have tried it i have tried it miserably failed hello okay this is the thing i want to focus on you get close to god as you choose to be how are we going to do this we're going to go a little bit deeper okay let's ask this question why do we need to bear fruit or in other words why you need to be productive because sometimes people say brother jesus is coming soon brother why should we just hurry ourselves do everything just live sometimes we think jesus is going to suck us up with this giant vacuum mission just you're saved boom you're saved no that's not the reason why jesus put us on earth jesus put us on earth and he taught his disciples we had this five weeks we took to talk about kingdom prayer he taught us how to live his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven that's why i call every born again christian a phd holder what is a phd holder means pulling heaven down amen say it to someone next to you 
I don't know about you, but I got PhD in me. Some of you have neck problem. I'm going to pray for healing right now. Jesus healed them right now. Talk to someone now. I don't know about you, but I am a PhD holder. You have two things in you. You have a GPS and you have a PhD. What is GPS? God's power system. What is PhD? Pulling heaven down. The GPS is the one who guides you and every time he guides you, he guides you in a way that you pull heaven down. You desire that's happening perfectly on heaven happens on earth. Imagine Vellur will be the most clean, green, most amazing, lovely city among all the cities in India. Can you imagine? The streets of Vellur is going to be beautiful. The people of Vellur, sometimes the Vellurians are like you know, Alsatian on steroids, you know. It's like, if you drive on the Lure Road, you know what I'm talking about. Am I right? Okay, you feel like, you guys from Velour, right? Hello? Did you just drop in today? Like Terminator? Hello? You, this is the thing, like we think, oh, this is going to change. Because we have to keep speaking truth. Okay, let's look at this. Why we need to be fruitful? The first one, I wrote down here, it is the desire of God for us. God desires us to be productive. John 15, 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Listen to me. Everything that you do without God doesn't last longer. Only eternal things that will last when you're connected with the real eternal source. This is the desire of Jesus. He didn't come yet so that you can just Kandasami became Peter after baptism. Kupusami became Martin. And then Mangata became Mary after baptism. This is not the reality Jesus came on earth. Jesus came on earth because he desires for us to be fruitful. For us to be productive. For us to bring the fragrance, the aroma that lives inside of us to the nations. Amen? That's the first one. Number two. The reason why we need to bear fruit, it brings glory to the Father. John 15, 8 says, By this the others will know that the people are bearing fruits. When you bear fruits, you bring glory to the Father. What is glory to the Father? Glory does not mean Michael Jackson's smoke mission. Glory basically means the mind of God, the culture of God. Imagine you are there living and wherever you go, you bring the mind of God, the glory of God. And when you bring the glory of God, God can easily dwell there. Amen. I believe among your friends, just the way your presence, awareness of the Holy Spirit lives in you. You see, the biggest challenge, we don't realize this. In the Old Testament, the Spirit came upon someone, did something that is necessary for that particular reason, and then gone. That's why Samson could hang out with the with his girlfriend, prostitute, but then the Spirit of God comes, boom, he goes on, he does all the mighty works. But in the New Testament, it's different. Holy Spirit dwells in holy bodies. That means I can't live like hell on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. Hello? That means Holy Spirit doesn't come and go, he comes and takes residence. I always say this, the address of God is no more a synagogue, temple, mosque or church. The address of God is your heart. Put your hand on your heart. God's address is my heart. This is the privilege of the new generation Christian. Why? Because he doesn't just 
come and go, he wants to come and dwell. You become the host. Hello. Right now we are hosting two of my wife's cousins from Spain. Beautiful. But that's just a physical thing. But imagine the spirit. You are hosting the presence of God. Wow. That means every time my wife gets up in the morning a little bit earlier and she will ask, what do you want to eat this morning? Toast? Do you want to eat yogurt? Do you want to eat? You know, every time you are making sure the host, make sure the guest feel welcome. Am I right? That's what we do, right? Hello? Yes? Imagine, you have Holy Spirit and you are the host. Every day in the morning, Holy Spirit, what's up? Amen? Before you check your WhatsApp, you can ask him, what's up, Holy Spirit? Amen? Have you ever said good morning to Holy Spirit? No? What morning forever? My morning itself, very morning. It's good to start, I tell Holy Spirit, good morning. How's it going with you? Kind of, you may think it's weird, but you can talk to him. He lives in you. Hello? This is the greatest awareness people don't have. They are aware of everything. You are, some of you are like, oh, it's hot, one AC is not working. Yes, that's true. You are aware of that. But there is much more awareness we need to have. The presence of God lives in us. And who is Holy Spirit? Is the Spirit of Jesus. What Jesus do? He brings us close to the Father. So the Trinity of God works together to bring us into a place of fruitfulness. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? Okay. Matthew 5.16 also is a verse that I wrote down here. The third one, the reason why we bear fruits or being productive is, you are a disciple of Jesus when you bear fruit. The only way people can know that you are following Jesus is when you bear fruit. Hello? The only way. It's not about changing names. It's not about using Christianese language. You know we all speak Christianese? Hello? Do you know that? We all speak Christianese. You want me to talk? Praise the Lord, brother. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. God is in control. That's a lie. You know everything about your life. Yes, brother. Yes. Yes, sister. This is called Christianese. And sometimes people are so angry at someone, they don't want to say praise the Lord, but they still need to do, they say, praise the Lord. This is Christianese. And we are trained. Religion, that's what it does. It trains you for external modification. Hello? Kingdom focuses on heart transformation. Heart transformation. That's why God says, man looks outside, God looks. I want to challenge you. The reason why Jesus put this here, it's because he doesn't want to have people who know it all mentality. He wants them to reflect Christ in every area of their lives. That's how you tell the world you are a Christian. It's not by a Christian name. It's not when you start the letter writing, praise the Lord. Or Jesus never fails. Humans do. Hello? It's not those words that's going to, you know, I stop telling praise the Lord. Do you know that? Because I will praise the Lord, but I'm not going to tell you. I will tell you good morning. Those who are close with me know that. Why? Because we are trained to 
put vocabulary that makes us feel like we are religiously fit but inside we are a mess god desires us that's why he said you look like a whitewashed tomb inside you stink i declare and prophesy over each one of you put your hand up there you will not stink inside amen you will be a fragrance a sweet aroma all right beautiful okay so let's look at some of the things what kind of fruit papa desires this house is called papa's house we have a vision here to save heal restore train equip empower young people that's you who you are in prominent places that's who you are in prominent places so that they can bring transformation and kingdom culture kingdom culture is the mind of god all our staff if you ask them they know it by heart yes and this is the bottom line of papa's house radical love transforms us radically because love is the only way you can transform goodness of the lord leads people to repentance there is a weird video going around in whatsapp now god is judging kerala hello it breaks my heart christians forwarding those nonsense repent goodness of the lord leads people to repentance and maybe there is an element of truth i'm not saying god is not a judge he came as a prince of peace he's going to come as a judge which is true i'm not denying that but your timing sucks to talk about that right now hello it's the sometimes we mess it up with our own we should our own feet and that's why we need to be careful the bible says if somebody is going through pain go and sit with them cry with them mourn with them hello job's three friends the first week what they did was the best what they did they just took sackcloth you know in those days they all busy tearing clothes no i mean <laughs> if anybody is sick i mean they if they were lived in this century the price of unlimited clothes they would not be tearing and the kings usually had a guy called wardrobe maker i'm glad every time the king stares so he is sitting there fixing the buttons of the shirt and the job's friends three friends came all they did first week they kept chup karo all they kept was quiet and the moment they opened the mouth 40 chapters came i wish they would have kept quiet jesus answered four chapters finished hello am i right the moment you open your mouth this is what happens three guys did and the finally one one teenager i guess that's what the recording says you guys spoke i was quiet now i have to relent boom 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 and then god has to final two chapters 62 questions he asked by the way when he asked those 62 questions he never addressed one issue of job's point of suffering what's the point sometimes this is called write it down it's called ministry of presence you just hang out with them you just cry out to them you just listen to them when you listen it's a healing for them healing for you don't try to fix people the religion tells you i can fix you you tell give them advice one thing freely get in india is what advice, advice. am i right ministry of presence cultivate that ministry of presence so we're going to little bit go deeper what kind of fruit papa desires you bear fruit when you repent it's called the fruit of repentance acts chapter 2 verse 37 and 28 if you look at this when they were preaching the bible says their hearts were cut and they asked this question what should i do to be saved what does that mean conviction of the holy spirit i'm going to make one statement are you ready it's almost too good i don't want to give it away but i want to give it are you ready no only two of them 
Are you ready? Okay. Miracles don't change people. Conviction of the Holy Spirit changes people. Okay? That's why I said, if you are not ready, you will miss it. Thought I should not give this to you. Miracles don't change people. Who are the ones experienced most miracle in the Bible? Israelites. And they are the worst suckers in following Jesus. Hello? They got, my goodness, they had shoes that you don't need to go and change every six months once. They had pants, clothes that never tore off. The Bible says there was no need of hospital. Hello? There was nothing, but still what they did. Just everyday manna. Everyday this. They rejected the ways of the Lord. Guys, let me tell you. I am a pro-miracle. This school of the Holy Spirit we run, we trust God for supernatural. You know, I am all for miracle. But I am not convinced just because a person gets a miracle, they will follow the Lord. I am not convinced. I am not convinced. What I am convinced is the conviction of the Holy Spirit that makes them to say, I need a savior. What is a savior? I need someone to rescue me from the pits of misery into the platform of hope. That conviction is what's going to change. We'll look at this a little bit in deeper. You bear fruit when you repent. What is repent? Simple word. It's we in religious we think repent means oh you have to change you know words how you talk blah 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 you know it's all this rituals you have to pray like this I have to go and beg God you don't need to go beg God bargain God bribe God you need to believe in God what is repentance change of direction hello say this after me repentance means change of direction that's it it's it's not begging God it's not bribing God it's not bargaining God it's believing in the finished work on the cross. That's it. That's called repentance. Oops. I made a mistake. That's why GPS. Have you ever used a GPS? You put seven spice, Millennium Plaza, and you keep on driving. The GPS will not say, you stupid nonsense, you're supposed to stop 20 meters ahead. How many times? I have to tell you. You went all the way to V80. What you will do? The GPS will make a recalculation. It will bring you to the destiny that you have chosen. That's the thing. Holy Spirit is a GPS. What is the motive of the Holy Spirit? Bring you close to the Father. Hello? Amen? Okay. So, you bear fruit when you repent. It's called the fruit of repentance. Second, what kind of fruit Papa desires? You bear fruit when you are walking in the Spirit. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness and self-control. This is the thing. The fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Listen. We will not be judged by our gifts, but we will be judged by our fruit. So it's not about how many people you go and save, how many demons you kick out, which is, I'm not discounting that. It is beautiful. But at the end of the day, you are judged by your fruit. Are you walking in love? Are you telling the truth in love? Are you ministering in love? Love and self-control are like the book hence in the bookshelf. Hello? Everything we do in love and there is a self-control. Don't say God control me. God is not in controlling business. God is in maturing business. Amen? Say this after me. The goal of God, goal of 
is not to control me. The goal of religion is to control me. But goal of God is to empower me to be like his son Jesus. That's why you are called to be empowered. The number one desire of God over your life is to be like his son Jesus. Amen? Alright. So that's what it means. You bear fruit when you walk in the spirit. That means when I know that person is wrong and I have the right to offend them, tit for tat we call it, I still choose to let go. Amen? Let it go. The frozen song, they chose it from the Bible actually. You let go. This is the thing. Sometimes we Christians want to be more right and miss walking in the spirit. I want to declare over you. Hold someone's hand next to you. You will be men and women walking in the spirit. Amen. More than being right, you'll be men and women known as burn walking in the spirit of God. Amen. The third one, what kind of fruit Papa desires? You bear fruit when you share the gospel. What does that mean? It's called the fruit of a Christian. What is the fruit of a Christian? It's not a fruit of a Christian to speak Christianese. Hello? That's the fruit of a religion. Fruit of a Christian means using your gifts and talents in the kingdom of God to bring people. If you are singing, sing it to bring people into the kingdom of God. If you are talking, use it to bring people in the kingdom of God. If you have a giving attitude, give in such a way. Paul says, I give my material stuff so I can gain something spiritual. That's the fruit of a Christian. Amen. Let's look at these three quickly. You bear fruit when you repent. What does that mean? A fruit of repentance. You bear fruit when you walk in the spirit. What does that mean? That's the fruit of the spirit. You bear fruit when you share the gospel. That's the fruit of a Christian. Can you see the order here? First, conviction in your heart. Second, your personal growth is a character. Third, you go and preach the gospel. Hello? Religion never puts you in this order. Religion tells you, you fix everything outside, now you are ready to go. But God, I said this in the Holy Spirit school, I'm going to say this again. More than God wants to conquer through you, God wants to conquer you. Amen? God is more interested in conquering you than conquering through you. Yes? Alright. Now, I'm going to go a little bit deeper in understanding how can we be fruitful. Or in other words, the key to fruitfulness, the key to productiveness is intimacy. In other words, you get connected with the source. And the intimacy is a word that we hardly uh, mention in the Christendom. When I say Christendom, I talk majority from the religious perspective where intimacy is known for doing. But in the relationship, intimacy is known for being. Old Testament, it's all about do, be. Do bees there. In the New Testament, it's being. Hello? That's why you are, you are born into the family. That's why Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Religion says you climb up to God. Kingdom says king came down for you. Hello? Religion focuses on external modification. Kingdom focuses on heart transformation. Religion is based on law. Kingdom is based on love. Religion tells you how bad you are. Kingdom tells you how good God is. 
Amen. I'm preaching good. Say amen. Amen. Because this is a conviction in my heart. That's why I'm sharing this to you. Okay. Keys to intimacy. Intimacy with God. When you are plugged in with God, it creates a heart of worship. What is worship? Many times we misunderstand worship and we limit worship to 40 minutes in Sunday morning, which is wrong. Worship is not an event. Worship is a lifestyle. Amen. What is a lifestyle? Worship basically means I give God number one in every area of my life. Amen. I don't include him when I need him. That's the religious thinking. You include God when you need him. Hello? Kingdom thinking is, he is number one and everything revolves around him. That's worship. And the more we get into the understanding of that, that's why it says heart of worship. It's not the mind. Although I'm not discounting the mind, but the heart basically is the most fragile one. And this is the place where we need to connect in a deeper way. Hello? When a guy and a girl suddenly fall in love, what is the first thing they will say, the parents or friends? Guard your heart. Watch out. Make sure that it is the right person. Hello? Am I right? You look like as if you never dated or even... Very holy people, man. I'm the sinner here. <laughs> Lord Jesus, have mercy. Anyway, so it creates... Intimacy with God creates a heart of worship. That means every time you say, God, your agenda is my agenda. Amen? It's not like, this is my agenda. Come bless it. Hello? No, no, no. My agenda is plain. Write down your agenda. Intimacy with God. And that's why intimacy with God is never a boring. It's not an event. It's not like, ah, I have to take quiet time. Have you ever wondered, this is for you, maybe a small question. Have you ever wondered, the moment you take the Bible, you feel sleeping? Anybody can witness? The moment you start reading, the, you are reading amazing. I am the wine. <gasps> you are the branches. But then, the moment you finish, and then you take your phone, gone. Hello? Sopana Sundari has gone. Guys, what is that? It's called demonic influence. What is the description of demons? Persons without bodies. And what is their job? Three jobs. Quickly I'll tell you. First one, to torment and torture. That's the role of a demon. Second one, to block you not to know the Savior. And third one, if you still know the Savior, block you not to know the original design that God has for you. Hello? Many believers are tormented by demons. But let me tell you a good news. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you? You are called to torment the tormentor. Amen? Say this after me. I am called to torment the tormentor. Knuckle someone and say, from now on, you're going to torment the tormentor. Come on. You are called. Guys, you had breakfast this morning? Yeah, of course. Then do it a little bit harder. Slap someone, but not so hard. <laughs> and say, you are called to torment the tormentor. You see, when I say slap someone, everybody got excited. 
Anyway, okay, number two. Intimacy with God helps us to walk in supernatural. What is this supernatural? Why we use the word supernatural? Because it is not natural for us. Hello? We only call the Samaritan good. Jesus never called good Samaritan. Do you know that? Hello? We only called the prodigal son. Jesus never said. They said only two sons. Older one, younger one. It's us. The religious mind framework is the one that says, this is bad, this is good, this is evil, this is ugly. In the kingdom, you are either plugged in or disconnected. Hello? And this is why we we think supernatural. Why? Because it is not natural for us. What is unnatural for us is God's natural. But when you get plugged in with God, His naturalness becomes your natural. That's why I always say this. The spirit in me doesn't make me a lunatic. The spirit in me empowers me to be like His son Jesus. Amen. Many times supernatural means you have to become a holy roller. You know, scream up and down, push people down on the floor. Some people are pushing ministry. The spirit is pushing. Spirit is not pushing. You are pushing. I can see your hand. Hello? That's not. Put your hand on your heart. The spirit in me doesn't make me a lunatic. The spirit in me empowers me to be like his son Jesus. What did Jesus do? Jesus did the gospel in a very simpler way. Amen. He had compassion on the poor. You know there are three layers of compassion. First one is called sympathy. Second one is called empathy. Hello? Not sadapti. Sympathy. <laughs> empathy and compassion. What is sympathy? Oh, shame. We call all the dogs in the street. This is called sympathy. Have you done that? You look like you've never done these things. Can you do that? Can you do it? Try. Come on at the back row. This is called sympathy. Second one is empathy. We have to do something, brother. Something. That's empathy. Jesus surpassed those two layers. Sympathy, empathy. He had compassion. What is compassion? I will rescue you even it costs my own life. That's why Bible says everywhere Jesus had compassion. He moved in compassion. He didn't say lame. Oh, maybe your grandfather didn't pay tithe. That's why. <laughs> Hello? I'm a little bit adding humor but you get my point. Jesus was moved in compassion. What happened? He, looked, he, he cried out, Lazarus! He moved in compassion. He knows he's going to wake him up. Hello? He could have done that. <laughs> Move the stone, waking up. And then, you know all those hero movies like the bomb blast at the back and the heroes are walking slowly? It's all on the green screen, okay? The real fellows, they don't even know how to touch. When you light a matchstick, they get scared. But Jesus was not like that. You know, there was no background music. Baad shah, baad shah. You know, there was nothing like that. 
Hello? Yes or no? I grew up watching those kind of junk anyway. There was nothing. He was moved in compassion. Amen? This is what it says. When intimacy with God, His natural becomes my natural. Amen? Do you want that? I want to pray 30 seconds. Put your hand up there. I want to pray with you. Impart to you right now. Father, I pray this will be a reality for all of us. Yes, Father. Papa's house, we will walk in the naturally supernatural. This will be a new normal for us, Daddy. We thank you. Amen? Intimacy with God increases the love of God for the nations. What does that mean? When you are connected with God, His heartbeat becomes your heartbeat. That's where you break the numb spirit. What is a numb spirit? If you sit in a particular position for a long time, your feet sleeps. Hello? Anybody experienced? Yes. And then you get up, you feel like you are the spirit of the Lord hovering upon. As the waters on the waters, spirit of the Lord is hovering, you are hovering upon the church, you know. You feel like, but that's called numb spirit. Numb spirit is when you don't feel anything. Hello? So many Christians... They don't feel the pain that people, our neighboring state is going through. Hello? That is a numb spirit. Thank God. I'm in this well or hardly it rains, brother. <laughs> You're thanking God for the dryness. Hmm? That's called numb spirit. I, I, I'm not saying you did that. You look very holy to me, but I'm just giving an example. You know? But this is called numb spirit. Numb spirit is when you are totally unabsorbed by the feelings of God. God wants to break that. Amen. So you will know the love of God for the nations. Amen. 835 million people in our country live less than $2 a day. Do you know that? Wow. There are 7,000 languages. Only 4,000 languages have Bible. Still 3,000 languages don't have Bible. There was a guy 300 years ago came from Germany. His name was Ziegenbach Bartholomew. He came to Tamil Nadu. He translated the Bible. Today, 100 million Tamilians can have Bible. Out of that came Malayalam Bible. Hello? Imagine one guy. 300 years ago, there was no selfie. Going to India, hashtag translation. Nothing. And he died. You know when he died? When he was 29 years old. He died. How he died? This... Stupid paracetamol was not available at that time. Just a simple fever, he died. But he translated Tamil Bible. He learned Greek, Hebrew, he learned Tamil, he translated. Guys, what a privilege we have. Hello? Do you know Henry Martin? Not Ricky Martin. Henry Martin. He came to Nagpur. Kicked out. Before 31, he died. But he translated, before he died, he translated Urdu Bible. Farsi. The New Testament. Guys, we are privileged people. Don't complain. Don't say, oh man, only two ACs are working. I wish next time I'm going to sit close to the AC. You know, ah, you know, complain, you remain. Praise, God will raise you up. Amen. All right. Love of God for the nations. God wants to give you His love for the nations. You know, so many nations dying without knowing Jesus. So many people group are dying without knowing Jesus. Don't just pray, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Pray that God, 
every blessing that you've given to me will be a blessing to others. Amen. Number four, intimacy with God increases the favor of God in our life. What is the favor of God? It qualifies the unqualified. Amen. David was anointed first before he was appointed. He didn't look for his position. He didn't look for his status. He didn't look for his recognition. He was anointed first. And then comes the appointing. The favor of God sets you in an open place with open doors. Some of you feel like, man, I don't have the favor of God. Today, God is going to bring that favor upon your life. The favor of God is the anointing of God. What is anointing? Bible says anointing, basically the word anointing means Christ. Christ comes upon you. The Bible says in Isaiah 27, the anointing breaks the yoke. Say this in a different way. Christ breaks the yoke. What? That means some yoke was put upon, not Christ. Hello? But when Christ comes, what happens? The yoke is broken. That's the favor of God. Amen? Put your hand up there. I want to pray with you. The favor of God is going to come. Father, I pray for supernatural favor upon each and every one. No one will live without any favor. Favor of God will release favor of men. Father, we tried to look for favor of men. But Lord, today we repent from that. Change direction. Favor from you will release favor from men right now. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Number five. Intimacy with God gives us a new lifestyle of gratefulness. I always say this. Ungrateful heart can never praise God. Amen? When you are filled with intimacy with the Lord, everything is a privilege, not a right. Knowing God is a privilege. Known by God is a pleasure. Wow! Knowing God is a privilege. To be known, my grandfather was a temple priest. His name was Sundaram Balasubramaniam. In Mailapur, every morning, you know, I get to know the Lord. It's not because, man, I'm entitled. No, it is a privilege to know God. And it is a pleasure to be known by God. Amen? Imagine, God calls you beloved. Amen? Intimacy with God gives us a new lifestyle of gratefulness. What is the gratefulness? That you don't take your life for granted. There is no entitlement. One of my mentors used to say, Charles, what you and me deserve is death. It is by His grace we are living. Amen. So the entitlement spirit says, I fasted, I prayed, I did this, now you have to pay for me. Now, hello, everything in our life is a privilege. Amen. God has given us, you know this place, the owner actually is running out of business. He wants us to vacate. Less than one month we are finding a place. We have a couple of locations. We are praying over this. One is opposite bus stand. We have one location. There's another one just a few blocks from here. And we have not made a conclusion because the rent is almost 50,000 rupees. And uh, we are praying and asking the Holy Spirit. You know, and uh, it's a faith-based ministry. We don't get any foreign funds to run Papa's house here. So based on your tithes and offerings is only we could able to sustain, take care of the staffs and, uh, and all those needs are met. Miraculously so far, God has never failed us. So when I think about this Lord, I thank you for this 14 months Papa's house you provided. This is your ministry. You're going to provide another place. And when we move from here, it's no more a demotion, it's a promotion. 
And when we look to two more places, one has got almost 2,000 square feet, new building. And the rate is a little higher. There's another building we looked. It's almost 800 square feet with a kids' church we can have at centralized AC. We're looking at somewhere where the kids, because we believe families will come, you know, and we'll have a kids' church, not Sunday school, some action songs, kids' church. They will have a real church. Amen. They will be taught to walk in the supernatural. Amen. You know, many times we ignore the kids, but Jesus paid attention to them. Amen. Okay. So, we're going to continue next week. So, if you're not anywhere in town, uh, if you, you are still in town next week, come back. We will continue again. I'm going to talk about how to be more fruitful and what are the ways to be fruitful. This is the intimacy part. But in order to be fruitful, we have to do a few things. We're going to talk about next week. So, let's recap this. Intimacy with God creates a heart of worship. Intimacy with God helps us to walk in supernatural. Intimacy with God increases the love of God for the nations. Intimacy with God increases the favor of God. Which means, I'm not going to look for favor of men. The favor of God is And finally, intimacy with God gives me a attitude of praise. Amen.